others. And many others. Let's call it say together. There's been statement before that. Because we are God's own disciple. We have sang this morning that God should use us. We don't want to be among many others that God is not using. Where we now say, and many others. That means there are some people that have, their names have been mentioned that are being used in the kingdom of God, but the others have various uh, a lifestyle. And as we heard the call, we actually followed him. But these disciples that followed Jesus, some had impact in his ministry. Some disappointed him. May we not disappoint him this morning. That book of Mark. Take it back to that. Let me just remind us before I go to the book of Mark. Hallelujah. Mold me that uh, piece that you have just uh, Before I get to the book of Mark. I want to remind us. Take me. Mold me. Use me. Fill me. I give my life to the potter's hand. Call me, guide me, lead me. Walk beside me. I give my life to the potter's hand. Is that you this morning that you want Jesus to use you? If we want Jesus to use you, or if I want Jesus to use me, I will not be classified as many others. People that God used in the Bible, they must God. If we belong to the household of God, like every household that is represented in the church, we have the family of the Hamefulas, we have the families of the uh, Bilewus, we have the family of the Akonis. Amen. So the, we are in God's own household. Yes, we came from different backgrounds. But when Jesus called us into this one family, what a good news. That's why this family that I've just mentioned to you cannot just decide and say, I'm leaving the church. They will only be looking into how God is going to use them in the household of faith. How they are going to perform and make this work of ministry to work. And I want us to put our hands together for them. Because that is what they are doing all the time. That is what they are doing all the time. And we must follow the footsteps of apostles that has laid people in place for us to follow. We are all looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith in this household as we follow Apostle Williams. And I tell you, God himself will not be disappointed. So if the leaders are taking the lead, and the pastors are taking the lead, the elders are taking the lead, that is God is doing something in our life. He's recreating. He wants to use us. He wants to mold us. He wants us to be that instrument in his hand. He wants us to be that arrow so that we can be shot to the whole world and bring in more people in the name of Jesus. So the book of Mark. I'm talking about Jesus calling his disciples like he called us. We know them by name. So when we don't know you by name in the household of faith, which church do you go to? Oh, I go to St. Michael's Church. Let me not describe it with Tabernacle now. I go to, so what do you do in the church? Uh, who is the man of God? Oh, no, 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 no. The man preaches and then I just go there every Sunday. I just feel, no, 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 no. It's not a place to while away time. It's a place to go and get fixed up so that you will know what next in your life. It's a place to, church, household of God is a place to fulfill destiny. 
That's what I'm trying to tell us. So in that book of Mark chapter 3, Jesus began to call his disciples. Mark chapter 3. Yes. He started calling his disciples. And I read from verse 13. Jesus went up on, on a mountain side and called to him those he wanted. Jesus is the one that called us. Said many were called, but few are chosen. We want to be among the chosen ones. Amen. The chosen ones will always have their names in the record book of life and also in, in God's own kingdom, in God's own household. They will not be referring to you. We don't know you. No, 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 no. He chose his own. Those he wanted. And I know us sitting down here today means that God actually wanted us. That's why he's inspired us. That's why he's taking us from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. Those he wanted. I want you to underline that scripture there. And they came to him. Jesus called us. We are part of those that he wanted. And we voluntarily came to Jesus. He appointed twelve. That they might be with him. And that he might send them out to preach. For him to send them they must be molded. Their lifestyle must have been shaped by the word of God. Things would have happened in their life. They may go out to preach and to have authority to These are the names. These are the twelve he appointed. Here, when Jesus was calling his disciples, they, he called them by their names. And I pray in Jesus' name that none of us will fail him like Judas Iscariot. He, he called them by name. He didn't say, and many others, and some of you know, he didn't call them like he called the crowd. The crowd only go to Jesus when they need something. That's why I'm fed up with people that are preaching need, 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 need things. When God said, seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he said all these things. As long as you are sincere in, in, in the church of God, you are doing your, playing your roles, you are playing your parts, things will come into shape. This is to the glory of God. I came to a point in life, not because I'm the pastor's wife, not because I'm the assistant general overseer of Christ Church Abanaku, but I came to a point in life that I cry all the time. Why am I crying? I just see that things fall in place. Even when I'm confused, things fall in place. It's a testimony. It will fall in place for you. As long as you decide what you want to do with God, as long as you have made up your mind to follow Jesus, as long as you have made up your mind and see the kingdom work as something that is not very easy, but God will make it easy for you. God will make things simple. I'm not talking about material things when I have to talk. Those ones are not part of. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about spiritual things. You begin to glide on wings. You know, of the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit will take you places through the scriptures. Amen. And then you will know whether you are standing right before God or whether you are standing ugly. That's the reason why you, you, you just know what is right to do. You cannot afford to be doing things anyhow. You cannot afford to be following people to church anymore. Is it ushering? Let me quickly join there.
So that when I'm standing, they will be seeing me. That I'm no, 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 no. You cannot do follow, follow anymore. You only want to lift up your faith to the author and the finisher of your faith. And he began to call, the, the, call them by name. Remember the title of this message is and many others. May we not be among those and many others. If we belong to God's own household, we must know our genealogy. That's what I'm talking about here. These are the twelve he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, son of Zebedee. That shows us that they came from a family. But when they came to Jesus, they submitted all. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. Worldly pleasures all forsaking. Save me, Jesus, save me now. I surrender all. I surrender all. Unto thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Anyone that surrender all to him will not be among many others. He will be focused. You'll not be tossed to and fro. You know, today you are in God. Today you are in prayer meeting. Tomorrow you are not there. I'm afraid of God. I don't know. No, 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 no. Your lifestyle cannot be like that. You will be focused. Then you belong to, to the disciple of Jesus. And they were called from different families. These are the twelve he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Bonerges, which means son of thunder. Maybe the way he started following, we now receive. You know, that some of us here, when we handle microphone here, you will know that, no, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm talking people genuinely from the heart. Do you understand? Then you can be able to weigh yourself and say, no, 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 no. I'm not there yet. You won't envy, but you want to put more grease to your elbow so that you can be standing before God. Hallelujah. He said, Andrew, <laughs> Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus. They belonged to somewhere. But once they came to Jesus, they're now part of Jesus' family. Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. When you go to other scripture, it talks about people that follow Jesus because of their needs. We are not such people. Amen. We are those that follow Jesus genuinely from the heart. We are the real disciples. And when you go to the book of Matthew chapter 4, I just want us to understand before I go to the main point of this message. When you get to Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4 also stresses more about the disciples of Jesus. Are you a disciple? And someone asks you, ah, what are the names of uh, Jesus' disciples in the Bible? Eh, I know John is there now. I know this. No, 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 no. That's the reason why I'm trying to put you through. So that you know that there are people that have carried this message before us. That follow Jesus. And we, we must follow them like they did follow Jesus. So in that book of Matthew chapter 4. I read from verse 18. This was when he called the first four of his disciples. I won't be able to make reference to scriptures more. But find out. When you leave this place, because it's not just hearing the message and sitting on it. Go back home like the Berean Christian and walk on it. 
That's the place that you call somebody and that one called another person. I said, come, come. He's looking for you. Are you such disciple that Jesus has molded? Or are you just the sit-down one that come relax and then once you leave church, that's the end of it. That would not be your testimony. As Jesus was walking beside the sea from verse 16, Matthew chapter 4. Walking beside the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. Are you inviting your brother in? Hallelujah. One Simon Peter. Although his name fully changed to Peter now, isn't he? But Simon Peter, when he saw Jesus, he called his brother too. God is asking you to call your brothers. Hallelujah. And when you are molded, as you have sang this morning, you'll be able to call your brother in. You can't keep quiet. They were casting a net. They are in their business in the lake. For they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said. And I will send you out of fish for people. Hallelujah. How many people want to follow Jesus this morning? So that he will send you out of fish people. Not that you leave your, they have to leave their profession. Because God was saying that, look, you are not going to be fishing anymore. He said, I will make you to start to fish men. And we have the anointing to fish men today. Hallelujah. For that reason, Jesus has left to go and send us into the world. And said, the work that I do, you do also. He said, come, follow me. And I hear God saying this morning to us, every one of us, because no one is free from this. Come, follow me. As we follow Christ, he will send us to fish for people. At once, what did they do? They left their nets and followed him. At once, they left their nets. Those things that are hindering you from really going for the Lord, God wants you to leave them behind. Amen? Some have left their trade, but to leave your trade, you need, really need to hear that you know that you hear. Amen? God must really come and talk to you. He must show you revelation and say, no, this is the time you have to leave your trade. And you have to follow. You don't just, a lot of people that want to lazy around, they just quickly leave their trade because it's church. And when they leave their trade, they get into trouble, they can't go back into their trade anymore. May we not be such disciples in the name of God has to really call you. It took me time to be in this position that I'm in today. A lot of you can testify, fear grip me, I don't know what to do. But I know God has a plan for my life. When the time came, God himself was the one that approved it. I didn't force myself into it. That's why any time I tell that I look and I'm crying, I, I have several reasons to cry. Because I felt, no, not me. Not that I'm a bad person. Do you understand? But I'm not ready for it. But when God knew that I was ready, he called me. That's what I'm talking about. Took me time to leave my profession to come into ministry. I came into ministry as well. The man of God, God showed me the vision. He was in his cat suit. In this vision. As he was in his cat suit, I was busy looking for work everywhere. But the job I cannot find. Even though I got some and he would tell me that's not your job. Good offer. Well paid job. With allowances. But he would tell me that's not my job. But yet. Because it's, I, I, can, I don't know the reason I can work with him. But when God calls you, he gives you the grace. That's what I'm trying to say here. So here, they left their nets. But for you to leave your nets, to leave your business, you must actually know that you have had the call. 
If you have not had a call and you leave your net, you don't have anything to, to eat, you don't have anything to do, then there will be a problem. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers. We are talking about how he called the first four. Their names were mentioned. They didn't say many others. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in the boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their necks. They're busy working. They're not lazy people. Amen. They were working. Anyone that God is going to call, he's not going to be a lazy person. In anything that you have been doing, you'll be hardworking. Amen. Not somebody that just feels, if I gather five people, you have thought about them, if it's a five family, husband and wife, okay, they are earning 50,000. When they pay their tithe, you are working it out for God. Nothing will get to your hands. They won't pay their tithes. They won't even support you for minutes. They won't do anything. They will just come and, they will just, Satan will be telling them, there is a knowing, they want to use our money. How can I be staying in this house alone? Or you go and rent a place. Even the bill to pay the, the rent, will kill you. And then before you know it, people are frustrated in ministry. And you see other people hiding in that kind of, uh, no, let's help the pastor. You can't help. Anyone that God does not help, you can't help. Are you listening to me? God must call you by name, and he must send you forth. As he did to these people. They were busy preparing their name. They are not lazy people. Jesus called them. And immediately they left the boat, and their, fa- and their father, and followed him. What are those things that are holding you bound for you not to be molded by Jesus? Immediately they left, even their father. The Bible says anyone that cannot leave his father or mother is not ready to be my disciples. Jesus went through Galilee teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sicknesses among people. News about him spread all over Syria. And people brought to him all who were healed ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain. These are part of the things that we are are really lacking in ministry now. When people come to church sick, you must not go back sick. Amen. The man of God doesn't need to lay hands on you. The presence of God here, as long as you live a good life, once the man of God speaks it forth, you are healed. May the Lord help help our faith. The household of faith, we are supposed to be seeing miracles every minute, every second. He now said, those having seizures and paralyzed, and he healed them. May this start to happen in Christ's tabernacle in Jesus' name. Amen. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Large crowd. You know, large crowds. These are many others. Any church you see, it's good to have crowd because the Bible said the least of us will be a thousand. He said the smallest of us a mighty nation, according to the book of Isaiah 60:22. That's God's word for us. We must increase. He said your sheep will increase in tens of thousands. We need it. But we must not, as we increase, we must not be crowds. These are many others. Large crowd from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. North, east, and west of the whole world will follow us in Jesus' name. When Jesus molds you, for the work of ministry. For reference purpose, you can read the book of Luke chapter 5, 1 to 11. Because time will not permit me to go and read it for you, but write it down. I'm talking about Jesus calling his disciples. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, as I've read to us. When you look at the 12 disciples, you have, according to the book of Mark, 
chapter 3, 13 to 19, he said, Peter, Simon, which was Simon, Peter, James, son of Zebedee, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, because there are two Jameses there, said, Ted and Tadaus, Simon, the Canaanite, this is another Simon, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. May we not betray him in the name of Jesus. Disciple, the word disciple means follower, means a student, and Jesus had lots more of the twelve. They were able to follow Jesus, they were ready to be discipled. They were able to be fixed. They, they, they were ready to build their foundation on the solid rock, which is Jesus. That's why you can't come to church and say, tomorrow you are leaving. I'm talking about disciples. When you belong to a church, and as time comes, uh, uh, time comes we are going to be having like disciples there. Uh, uh, people that are really members of this church, when they ask you, we are a member of Christ, when we look at the list, and God is looking at the list from heaven, you are not a member. Ah, may the Lord help you. If you belong to this church, you must be a disciple. That's what I'm talking to us. You are not many others. You must be people that we know that we know. You must be the family that has been established. I'm still going to show you from the scripture about genealogy. About people that actually come and trace their root. If Christ said tabernacle is your root, then your children, this, is your, this will be your dream and this will be your prayer. Your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, children, 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 must be looking forward to seeing that it's not a child that you will come and then you go back. It's not a child that you come and then just run the race a little bit and something's happening and that's No, no, no. You must join to build the church. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Your family will be partaker of the good things in the church and you also will be running ahead. Why did Jesus have disciples? Jesus had disciples so that they can follow him, not just as ordinary follower. So that he will be a mentor. That every, every disciple will look up unto and say, if you use Jesus this way, then you can use me. I'm ready to be used. Hallelujah. Mold me and let me be JSM Jesus. That's why I choose the disciples. And I can relate it to our day-to-day activities. Why, were you, why are you ordained? ordained? You are not ordained to sit down and be controlling people up and down. No. Or to sit down and be enjoying life and feel, yes, life is easy. You are not ordained just because they want to see you in the church and then you are, hey, hello, come here. Come here. So I can be doing seniority. Like we do in uh, university or secondary schools. No, it's not for senior. You are ordained so that you can impact other people's lives. You are called. Let me use another word for it. Why are you called? You are called so that your life can transform other people's life. You are not called so that you can come and sit down and be a controller. No, no. Why, were you prom- Why are you promoted? You are promoted so that other people you can be able to manage. So if you are promoted and you cannot manage, then they will, they will sack you. Amen? So promotion did not come because they wanted to occupy a position. No. Promotion comes because you need to roll up your sleeves. 
In our promotions, may we roll up our sleeves. In the name of Jesus. These people have to drop everything to follow Jesus. They were fishermen and some in other professions. But they have to drop everything. So what are the things that are holding you bound to follow Jesus? Remember, the purpose of which we are called is that we do the work of ministry. When we go, our children will remain. Amen? Do you know that it's a great honor to be called by Jesus? It's a great honor. It's a great honor to be promoted. That's what I'm telling you about. When you are promoted, even both young and old, they will submit. Amen? They will submit under the authority of Jesus that is on your lips and everything that you do. So when you are promoted, it's a good thing to move on in the things of God. As his disciple, what legacy are we leaving for our children? What legacy? This takes me to the, to the youth program. What legacy as disciples are we leaving for our children? Are we among the many others? Or or uh, many others or we can also be referenced to the work that, that we have done. Let's look at the book of First Chronicles chapter 7. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 7. I'm talking about legacy now. That takes me to not many others. You are not among many others, but you are among people that are supposed to, uh, to, to build on the foundation of uh, Jesus Christ. The book of First Chronicles chapter 7. You know, sometimes we need to read the word of God and then we know what, what we are doing in the body of Christ. That we are not just there. From chapter 6, you begin to see different uh, people that God was using in ministry. Let's go to that chapter 6, because I'll just, mention, I'll just mention some of these few in chapter 6. Those of you that are in the Shiloh Pillar, you know that this is the, one of the topics that we have treated. In the book of chapter 6, said the sons of Levi... He began to mention their names. Even up to the Old Testament. They were mentioning names of people, the sons of the Levi. Can we refer to you as the Levi? As assistant pastors? As elders? That your sons still remain in the work of ministry? He said the sons of Korath. Amram. Isa, Hebron and Uzel. The children of Amram. Amram is the father of Moses. So you can see, they played a key role. Moses' father played a key role in the things of God, in the work of the kingdom. So the names of the children were also mentioned. So the children of Amram, the father of Moses, Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. We all are familiar with this story. I don't need to be going forth and back. These are children of, 
people that are assisting in assisting capacity. They also play a key role in ministry. There are not many others. Their names were mentioned. The sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, Itab, they played an important role in organizing worship there. When you read it towards the end, you will see that these people played an important role in the work of the tabernacle. So if your name is mentioned in the work of tabernacle here, can we say of you that you are playing a key role? Is it the husband that is moving forward and the wives are sitting? Is it the wives that are moving forward and their husbands are sitting? Is it parents that are moving forward and their children are sitting down? May you not be among many others. He mentioned there verse 10. You are now the father of Azariah. It was he who served as priest in the temple Solomon built in Jerusalem. Do you play key roles in this great organization called the household of faith? I have this question before us. Josadak, verse 15, because I can't read, can see their names they are written there. May our name be written after this journey in heaven. Josadak was deported when the Lord sent Judah and Jerusalem into exile by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. They were not reported for good things, but at least their names were there. And he began to mention their name when you get home, read this. Verse 25, he said the descendant of Elkanah, he began to mention their name. Elkanah his son, Sophia his son, Nabat his son, Heliad his son, Joram his son, Elkanah his son, and Samuel his son. Can we mention you like that? And mention your children along with you as you do the work of ministry. Are you the one that are keeping your children? Don't worry, I'm the only one. They didn't just see me. No, 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 no. God didn't call you so that you can sit down. You can only be running and your children are not running. Then when you're gone, there will be gap. May the Lord help us and give us. He said the sons of Samuel began to mention their name here. May we not be among many others. May our name be mentioned. And he went to verse 31. These are the men David put in charge of the music. Can I now speak to the choir here? The men, Apostle Williams, put in charge of the music in the house of the Lord. After the ark came to rest there, they ministered with music before the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, until Solomon built the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. They performed their duties according to the regulation laid down for them. Is that how you perform your duties? Can I ask the pastors? Can I ask the leaders as well? Do you perform your duties? According to the uh, rules laid for you, or regulation, here are the men who serve together with their sons. May we be part of these men in the name of Jesus. They start to mention their name. Not surprised, Sephaniah is there. Israel is there. And verse 39, he said, Haman associated, associated with Asaph, who served at his right hand. And from their associates, the Merarites Mer- 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 and his left hand. You know, there's always the left hand. What he's doing is that, do you, are you just in position or you are placing the charge upon your life? Maybe from your home. Let me talk from the family. 
Or they put you in church and then you are trying to raise a spiritual daughter, a spiritual son. Or you are just on your own like an island. The Lord is speaking to us this morning, every one of us. 48. Their fellow Levites were assigned to all the other duties of the tabernacle, the house of God. Are you only holding on to one duty in the household of faith? There are lots of things to do. May the Lord help every one of us. But Aaron and his descendants are the ones who presented offering on the altar. It's not just anybody. Are you listening to me? There are people, the Levites, they are the ones that are supposed to bring all these things to the altar. And on the altar of incense, in connection with all that was done in the most holy place, making atonement for Israel in accordance with all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. These were the descendants of Aaron. Began to mention their name as well. These were the location of their settlement. And if you, if you go further to... They received, look at that 71. Together with their pastor land, they received Goliath in Basham and also Ashab together with their pastor land. Together with their pastor land. Are you working with God and not bringing what you own with you to the Lord? Together with their pastor land. Together. Also show appreciation when you begin to read about them. And he went to the Seven, they began to mention them. All the children of Israel, Issachar, Benjamin, Naphtali, Manasseh, Ephraim, Asher. When you get to chapter 8, he mentioned about the genealogy of, uh, of Saul, the Benjamites, the people of that family that were working for the Lord. When it gets to he said, verse, 20, uh, son, uh, verse 28, because I won't be able to refer to, go and read when you get home. All these were heads of family, chiefs, as listed in their genealogy, and they lived in Jerusalem. Look at what happened again to the returnees at the return from exile into Babylon. Because a lot of us have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. What happened to them? Because they have a genealogy, they were able to go to their different work. They assigned, the work assigned to them because there is a genealogy. For adventure, one of the families travel somewhere. When they come back, they will know this is where our father served. Our father used to be an usher. Then they joined the usher. They make sure that this is what our father do. As ushers in the household of faith, they'll be able to do it. Oh, this is what our father used to do when our father was ordained into position. Our father assisting, uh, assisting capacity. When they see the grace and the gift of God upon your life, you're also ordained into position. Not that you force yourself. You remember that Jesus called them to himself. Then you begin to say, this is how our father did it. And then you'll be able to do it as well. May the Lord help us. He now began to mention the people from Benjamin. As listed in their genealogy, numbered 956. All these men were heads of their families. That is, they are not just ordinary people. They were responsible people. Of the priests... Verse 10 of that chapter 9. The official in charge of the house of God. Then verse 13. The priests who are heads of family numbered. They were able 
men responsible for ministering in the house of God. The priests. Responsible men. People that were called the priests. Of which you know we have responsible men here too. Then he mentioned of the Levites. He mentioned their names. Who lived in the village of Natophites. Then the gatekeepers. That is the ushers. You know there is something about this shalom. Nehemiah wrote about this shalom as well. When you talk about the, Nehemiah chapter 3. How he was able to use his, even his children. They joined in building that gate. May the Lord help us. We're responsible. This, if we, then he said, the sons of Abiasaf, the sons of Korah and his fellow gatekeepers from his family, the Korah, were responsible for guiding the threshold of the tent, just as their ancestors had been responsible for guiding the entrance of the dwelling of the Lord. In earlier times, senior son of Eliezer was the official in charge of the, of the gatekeepers. What happened to him? He messed up. And the Lord was with him. Zachariah's son of, was the gatekeeper at the entrance of the tent of meeting. I'm not boring you with all these things, but I want you to know. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So that when you get back and go and read about all these people, they took responsibility. They were not many others. They mentioned their names and their responsibility. Can we mention your name? And your responsibility in the household of faith. Or you are just rolling like a rolling ball. They can kick you here and say, hey, ha, hey, oh. And they start to roll you. Pass you to each other. Or you are responsible. There is something that I said all together from that verse 22. Those chosen to be gatekeeper at the threshold numbered that amount, amount. And they were registered by genealogy in their villages. Can we register you? By you, by you know, because we are, we, are, we are laying foundation. Can we register you with your family? The gatekeepers had been assigned to their position of trust by David and Samuel the seer. They and their descendants were in charge of guiding the gates of the household of faith. Are you the one dodging? When you see that, okay, I don't want to be among the ushers anymore. Maybe you created trouble there, then you run to uh, uh, technical. You are not supposed to run up and down. No way. Oh, you are messed around with the, uh, uh, among the elders or something like that. The next year, no, no, no. Yes, I'm still a pastor, but uh, I just think I have to. Uh, no, who sent you there? You must be assigned. There are not many others. So that when they are mentioning the people, they can be able to mention your name. They and their descendants are in charge of guiding the gates of the house of the Lord. The, the, the house called the tent of meeting. The gatekeepers were on the far side, east, and they mentioned them. Their fellow Levites in their villages had to come from time to time and share their duties for seven days period. But the four principal gatekeepers who were Levites were entrusted with the responsibility for the rooms and treasuries in the house of God. Are you, do you have a responsibility in the household of faith? Or you are rolling ball? They would spend the night stationed around the house of God because they had to guide it. And they had charge of the key for opening it each morning. I think that should sense to, bring something to our memory. Hallelujah. If you are assigned, look, there is no, no word that is difficult. If you have been assigned to come and be opening this door, I think we don't have office. You must make it, you must make sure 
that we are doing it. I want to thank God that people are doing it. But you must be assigned. Amen. And we must not shy away from our responsibility. Don't just come and sit down. And they don't have anything for me to do. Especially when you are there. And I have to lead prayer. I have to preach. No. You must do the duty assigned first. Then, as you build up that responsibility, then they know that, yes, we cannot give you this responsibility to teach the people. There is no minor job in the household of faith. We must all work together. Amen. Some of them were in charge of the article using the temple service. They count them when they were brought in and when they were taken out. I have to do inventory as well. I am not an accountant. We employ me. Nah, nah. There are some people that should be counting. I'm not supposed No, 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 no. Who are you? And many others, they skip away from work. They don't give. They only come to the church, sit down. They don't do anything. And you don't want to be among the many others. They will spend the night stationed around the house of God because they had to guide it. And they had charge of the key for opening it each morning. Some of them were in charge of the article used. I've, I've read that to you. Others were assigned to take care of the furnishing and all the other articles of the sanctuary as well as the, the special flour and wine and the olive oil, incense, spice. But some of the priests took care of mixing the spices. We thank God today because Holy Spirit is the one that perfumes us with the aroma. We don't need to put spices together like we are splinging things. No. But when you smell the aroma of the Holy Spirit, what happens? There is something that happens. People around you will just be covered by His presence. Hallelujah. He will carry His presence all the time. Then he started to mention the son of Shalom. Quarite was entrusted with the responsibility of baking the offering bread. Some of the Quartites, uh, their fellow Levites, were in charge of preparing for every Sabbath the bread set out of the table. Those who were musicians, uh, worship in the household of faith is very, very important. Are you listening to me? Those who are musicians, Head of Levi's family stayed in the room of the temple and were exempted from other duties because they were responsible for the work day and night. Why should we exempt you? Because you are taking the professions very seriously. I was watching, uh, watching uh, a group of uh, choir, you know, singing this early hour of the morning when I woke up. I just turned on the television one of the, and they were singing. I said, we should come and play this to the choir. We must be able to now train ourselves. We are not just coming to sing and be encouraging people. We want to raise orchestras. Amen. People playing not only band, not only, not only piano. If you are playing piano, you must be ready to go and learn trumpet. If you are playing guitar, you must go and learn more things. That is what the kingdom of God is all about. Are we listening? Even I'm challenging this as well. Amen. Not only carry microphone here. No, no, no. That's not what you are talking about. There's nothing bad when I sit with the orchestras and I'm leading. Amen? So let's challenge ourselves this morning. We must not be among many others. And they began to mention that. Because why should we exempt you? You are not learning music theory. You are just saying la 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 la. No, no, no. We can't exempt you. I'm here to challenge you this morning. We must sing to key. Not because you have had something on the... That's, I was in, the, in this church the other day. 
Beautiful song that they just destroyed, but we, I have to sing with them like that, isn't it? Someone that wrote the song was under, you know, great presence of God and everything. And they came, to, they destroyed the song. And they were singing, they were really enjoying it, but I have to enjoy it by force. Because the notes were not properly put in place. They were just singing. No, that's not what we are talking about. But they are trying. God still accepts them. God doesn't condemn anybody. But I'm here to challenge you this morning. Are you among many others? We can't accept, uh, uh, exempt you if you are among many others. We cannot. All these were heads of Levite family. Chiefs as listed in their genealogy. And they lived in Jerusalem. You can see the act of worship. When you get one, begin to read all this. Begin to read them. And the book of Nehemiah as well. Nehemiah chapter 7, there is something I want to bring out. Those of you that are part of the Bible study, you will know that we have done this. Amen. Nehemiah Esther. Abiezra. Sorry. Hallelujah. When you look at that book of Nehemiah chapter 7, there are some things that, uh, that he talked about. I'm talking about, and many others, their names were mentioned. There's a lot in that uh, Nehemiah 7 and Nehemiah 9. When you get home as an assignment, go and read it. Church is not a place where we are coming to tell you, God will do it for you. God had already done it for you already. But you need to know God. Amen? We need to know God. We need to know His Word. We need to tie them all around ourselves. And we are bubbling in the Word of God. It's not another Sunday has come. You have worshipped. You want to go and sit down in your garden. What do you meditate on when you go back home? That's why there is always trouble in the family. The trouble not coming to our family in the name of Jesus. Talked about the second family that returns to the land. In that, uh, no, I'm in Ezra. Sorry about this. This, my Bible went through flood, so pardon me. <laughs> but at least I have my Bible. Went through flood, but it came back alive. <laughs> Amen. Yes. When he started mentioning the names, I, I start from like, uh, I, I'll be jumping like I'm jumping. The list of the exile who returned. Now the city was large and spacious. But there were few people in it. And the houses had not, I'm reading from verse 4, they had not yet been rebuilt. So my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration by families. Hallelujah. I'm talking about, are you registered as a member of this church in God's own kingdom? Is your name in the book? Or you are among many others? The title of this message is, and many others. I found the genealogy record of those who had been the first to return. This is what I found written there. These are the people of the province, and they started talking about them. They talk about the priests as well here. In one of the verses there, maybe verse 70 or so, I have to look at my note. He said some of these people, their names were not 
in that book? Are you part of the people that your name? You're a member of, eh? Eh? 64, yes. Thank you so much. Let's read it. said, the temple servants and the descendants of the servants of Solomon. The following came up from the town of this and that. But they could not show that their families were descendants from Israel. There are many people that come to this church. We can't show that your family are here. The descendants of these, and the, uh, mentioned their name there. And from among the priests, the descendants of uh, Ebua, oh Lord, help me. Emmanuel married a daughter of Brasilia and the, but 64, let's go there. They searched for their family record, but they could not find them. And so, were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. Are you among many others? When we start to look at the record of the kingdom, we are not talking about church. Because when Jesus comes, he's not going to be church. Amen. We are just placed in church like everybody is in their different companies, but we are dealing with the same thing. When Jesus will come, are you part of the many others? Revelation talks about it. Is your name written in the book of life? So this family, even though they are family of the priests, the Bible says we are holy priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. People that have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. But how do you function? Are you men, among many others that comes and sit down every Sunday? This message is to challenge us so that you can play a role in the church. And the Lord will bless you as you listen. They searched for their family record, but they could not find them. And so were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. The governor therefore ordered them not to eat any of the most sacred food until there should be a priest ministering with the, with the Urim and the Tumim. So they come and identify them and put them in the right position. Are you among many others? You know, here we don't exempt you, but you have exempted yourself. Some of you give flimsy excuses. Hey, it's my this, it's my that. May you not be exempted from the things of God. Yes, yeah, 64 to 65, Nehemiah. Those whose names were not in the record were excluded from the priesthood as defiled, defined in Revelation 20, 15. Because of time, I quickly go to my conclusion. Because I, I, I need to teach, to, uh, there are some other things I want to teach, but time will not permit me to teach it this morning. But as God gives me the time, I might be able to preach it at the cathedral, or give me the time and come and bring it to us. In the name of Jesus. People that their names have become something that, uh, something that influences us. People like Paul and Timothy. They belong to God's own household. And Timothy was, tell, uh, 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 Timothy was reporting on how to be in God's household. We are God is our father. Amen. And the character that we need to, to have as people in God's own household. Striving, the man of God teaches us all these things. We are not supposed to have them. If we are in God's household, we are not supposed to strive. We are not supposed to hate. We are not supposed to be doing all these things. Hot eyes. Feet that quickly lead people to sin. Proverbs chapter 6. As people in God's household, we must belong. Amen. We must join together to do the great work. 
Nehemiah said, I'm doing a great work. I cannot what? Hallelujah. There are many of you Bible study students here. Doing a great work. You will be part of the people that are doing great work of ministry. You cannot come down. Nothing will fail to make you come down. You just want to look up onto Jesus and begin to do the work of ministry and place yourself. Knowing fully well that it's Jesus that has called you. Not man that has called you. In conclusion this morning. You know I mentioned to us the names of the disciples when I started. May we not be the Judas Iscariot. In the name of Jesus. He only fulfilled uh, his good destiny, but uh, he, he killed himself. When the names were mentioned again, he was uh, replaced. May we not be replaced in the name of Jesus. Where does the theme of this message come from? Now quickly open with me to the book of Luke. We are talking about Jesus' disciples. We are all Jesus' disciples. Amen. The book of Luke chapter 8. God inspired me through this scripture a lot. When I began to teach about women. Because we want to be among those that their names are mentioned. He said, is your name written there in the Lamb book of life? Is our name written? Do we know you as a member of this church? Or you are just going in and out? Do we know you as somebody that is really active in this place? Because we are all following Jesus. He has called us from various uh, uh, forms of life. In the book of Luke chapter Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. And that is what we are called to do. Amen. The twelve were with him. We all know who the twelve were. The twelve were with him. And these are people that actually created impact in Jesus' life. The twelve created impact. Don't get me wrong. But this is how the Bible placed them. We don't know which category we should put them. He said the twelve. There were twelve disciples. Jesus come to help him. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, his brother, John. Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus. Simon, Simon, Peter, and Bartholomew. He has called us too. He has, he has called us too. We are his disciples. We his work must do. He has called me too. Oh, he has, he has called me too. We are his disciples. Here, they say the twelve. Twelve. When Jesus was, was, take, was to be taken to the, to the cross. Thank God for brother Peter. He denied Christ. But thank God for that heart, with Jesus, that heart of fellowship that Jesus has. Because of that, reject Simon Peter. The women were there. Take the good news out. The men in the book of love for women. Amen. Amen. We all catch up in Jesus' name. He said the twelve were with him. We know the names of the twelve. But we only told that the twelve. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. And also some women, some women that knows what Jesus has done in their lives. That knows when they went through labor. That knows when they went through problems. 
that knows when they, when they had serious things, that Jesus is the one that did it for them. These women were, these women were also with him. And he started mentioning their name. May we mention your name in the things of, king, of the kingdom in the name of Jesus. He said, Mary called Magdalene. You all know the story of this woman. From whom seven demons had come out. Join out the work of Chusa. You know, some of the groups in this church, they are called from this name. Hallelujah. That's why we must do what these women did in their own time. The wife of Chusa, the manager of Pharaoh's household, married a busy man with a busy lifestyle, but they don't give excuses about church. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So today we are reading about them as people that impacted their world. Though Joanna was the wife of someone that manages the king's wardrobe, if the king will have to dress, she's, uh, he is the one, the husband of Joanna, will be the one, he's always with the king 24-7. That's why when men serve in the ministry, I try to look at their wives and make sure you must support. Hallelujah! Because when the man is serving in ministry and you are not supporting, then there's a problem. We have Joanna. That actually supported, despite their busy schedule. That's why their names were mentioned here. He said, the wife, uh, the, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Pharaoh's household, Susanna, and many others. May we not be among many others. The names of some of these other women were not mentioned because they didn't create impact in their time. These women that were mentioned, guess what they were doing? They were assisting in assisting capacity. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. They were people, they were givers. Hallelujah. From their own means, from their own means. May we support the work of ministry. May we not be among many others. Let's have our head bowed and our eyes closed. I conclude. That our names shall be mentioned in everything that we do. Not because we want people to see us. Begin to, begin to ponder in your heart and talk to God. I do not want to be among many others. And you make a decision right now. I do not want to be among many others. I want to see your lips moving. Not quiet. This is business. Your lips must be moving at this time. We have mentioned about the people. Not people that are, that are in the church because they want to join. So that uh, we, we, we make another cycle. Fashion B and all the rest of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that have come for business sake. For God's kingdom's sake. I'm talking about people that are taking the things of God seriously. These are the type of people that we are in the name of Jesus. We are not among many others. He mentioned the name of these people. People that are serious with the work of the kingdom. They are not people that are taking their own work more important than the work of the kingdom. Yes, our work are important. But if Jesus did not take us there, we will not be able to get there. So you won't begin to ponder in your heart, Lord, I don't want to be among many others. I do not want to be among many others. Let us rise right now. Let's, let's read this, this right. And you begin to talk. I want to hear us talk. I want to hear us talk. Talk to, to, to speak to the Lord. I do not want to be among many others, oh God. I want to be part of the people that will impact my world. I want to be part of the people that will not come only here on Sunday, 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 Sunday. I want to be part of the people that we join together with the choristers. I want to be part of the people that we join together with the ushers. I want to be part of the people that we look for where I'm able to walk. And I'll be able to walk. Tell the Lord as you have sung. Mold me. Use me, O God, for your purpose. 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, use your God. Change your God. You are the unchangeable changer. I do not want to be among many others. He said these women and all the people that you have mentioned that are working in the sanctuary, they left all their business. We have read about the disciples. They left everything to follow the Lord. Jesus only spoke one word. Come, follow me, and I will make you. And when God started making them, they left everything to follow the Lord. I want us to... I do not want to be among many others. Lift up your voice and pray. I do not want to be among many others. Many others are the people that that follow them to church. Many others are the people that are not active in church. Many others are the people that are not serious in the things of God. Father, I want to be part of the people. I want to be part of the kingdom builders. I want to be part of the people that are building the work of ministry. I do not want to be among many others, oh God. Father, help me, help me, help me, help me. Change me, O God. Change me, O God. Father, change me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I don't think you have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. That shows that the prayer is serious. You must take this very serious. And you must let this be upon your lips as you go home. Go through the scripture that you have shared. Lord, I do not want to be among many others. Even if it's your prayer throughout the week. I want to be part of the people that impact my generation. I want to be, my family must impact my generation. My family must follow the word that I, you must know that you are doing something. In the household of faith, for your family to follow. My family must be an example. In this household of faith. As I walk in ministry. In the kingdom of God, we have to be an example. I do not want to be among many others. I don't want to be part of the people that are coming to look at what they will eat. It will be good for you. God is with you. We always know that God is with us. We need to come to church and be hearing that. He says, seek you for the kingdom of God. Every other thing will be added unto us. Matthew 6.33 As long as you seek God's kingdom, then things will be put in place for us. Amen. So, you just want to tell God this morning again. Speak silently. I just ask us to speak. Some of us might not have noticed that we need to be in line. Speak to God. Directly from your heart. Tell the Lord what you want Him to do. Maybe you are standing below where God wants you to be. God's expectation concerning us as individuals is great. We want to get on top. And we want to rise fast. Tell the Lord. I've been drowning. I've been drowning concerning the things of God. I've not taken the things of God seriously. Father, from today, I refuse to be among many others. I want to be among the disciples that were mentioned in the Bible. I don't want to be part of those people that came only for food's sake. I don't want to be part of the people that come to make friends in church. That's not what we are here for. We are here to have only one friend. Jesus Christ is our friend. And when we begin to love God, the love of God will radiate our heart, and then we can be able to love others. Then we will not be making gimmick or playing jokes with God anymore. Lord, I pray to your God, change my thinking. Change my lifestyle. I want my lifestyle to be for you. I want my lifestyle to be a record for you, O God, in the name of Jesus. I want to be counted among the people that are delivered from exile. And when they came, they came and joined together with their own people to do great work of ministry. 
Father, you have delivered me, O oh God. You have freed my chains. And you have set me loose, O oh God, to do the things of the kingdom. So, Father, I pray this morning. Father, place me in the right position. And help me to be able to climb. Until I get to you. In the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Amen. If this word has touched you,